Welcome to the Minute Grace Podcast. My name is Chris Rivers, your host, and if this is your first time with us, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Our goal on this podcast is to help motivate and encourage men to take responsibility for the people and the situations that God brings into their lives. In this episode, I speak with my friend James Farnham, a member of Grace Church's Greer Campus. James was my first community group leader here at Grace Church, and over the years, we have become great friends. In this episode, we discuss the role of tension in our lives and how God uses tension to get our attention. As a community group leader, there are multiple sources of tension that are experienced. Tension occurs with starting a group, handling administrative duties, and planning logistics. Tension involves the role of leading other people, and although this can be uncomfortable, it is the responsibility of a community group leader to apply tension when necessary. I'm really thankful for how James helps us see that the moments, seasons, circumstances, and people God places in our lives have the potential to draw us closer to who God is and who God created us to be. So with that said, let's listen to episode eight in my interview with James Farnham on the Men at Grace podcast. James, how you doing today, man? Hey, Christopher Rivers. It's good to see you. Yes, sir. I am very much looking forward to this. We've had a lot of conversations offline about tension, and it's been neat to just interact with you and, and learn how you are managing that, and it's been great for me to share and get off my chest how I deal with tension. But before we get into that, tell us your authentic manhood story. Oh, I'd love to. I think one of the the biggest turning points for me as a young man, as a, a new member at Grace Church, was when I was working through a man and his work. Okay. And so I'm listening to this series, and I'm you know learning some new vocabulary, and listening to some good speakers and stories. And um, I had this moment at work. Um, I'm also a new employee. Okay. I'm early in my career as a teacher. And I am just gung-ho. I'm mm-hmm. working hard. I want approval by my principal. I'm also an assistant football coach at the time, and I am I really want my head coach to approve and affirm yeah, to me. To notice you. Absolutely. <clears throat> and so um, I'm working through a man and his work, and over time I realize I'm not getting approval mm-hmm. from these people. And so I really began to question, all right, what am I doing? Am I right? Am I wrong? How am I, how am I doing here? And through a man in his work and through that series, I learned I'm not working for those men. Mm. That's not what I was created to do. Mm. I was created to work for the Lord. Yeah. And so the way in which I approached work began to change. Uh, I'm still working hard. I'm still giving great energy. I'm still, I'm still striving to, to give my very best, but it's for somebody else. Yeah. And so my intention kind of shifted towards, I'm working for the Lord. I'm not working for, for man. Yeah. And uh, for me, that's, that has been a huge turning point and part of my authentic manhood story. Yeah, so you're, at this point, you're married. How many kids did you have? Oh, yeah, newlywed, no kids. No kids. And first job. First so job. So out of the gate, out of school, just got married, um, new job, new career. So really, I'm just, I'm thankful that that happened for me early. Yeah, that's good. So we have been talking about tension and just how that has impacted the both of us to trust the Lord. Talk a little bit about just the purpose of tension for you and how that's helped you lead as a community group leader. Absolutely. I think 
just to start the the point or the purpose the role of tension in my life is that God has used moments seasons circumstances even people to get my attention mm-hmm. yeah um, he uses tension I guess we could say to get our attention yep um, I feel like tension it really has the potential to move me closer to who God has created me to be. Mm. Um, tension has the opportunity to move me closer to who He is in my relationship with Him. And so, like some examples in my own life, when I was 20, my dad passed away mm. rather suddenly. But that moment of tension, that season of tension, even though I'm I'm 33 today, there's there's still tension about that. Yeah. And mm. I'm grateful that it has it has pulled me closer to I feel like who God's made me to be. And it's it's definitely grown my relationship with the Lord. So mm-hmm. a very tough thing, but a thing that has brought me closer to to God. You know, my relationship with my wife, like as a newlywed, um, the tension that you experience and just learning the other person and creating values for your family and, and uh, organizing priorities, all of that, raising kids, all of that tension for me, has the potential to move me closer to who, who God has created me uh, to be. Uh, I'm, in, I'm now a community group leader, so for our community group leaders out there, you know, that role of leading other, other people, man, it's, it's full of tension. And mm-hmm. so to see all of it as an opportunity for God to work and move His people, myself, my wife, our other members, towards um, the person God's created us to be is, I mean, it's an exciting, it's an encouraging thing, yeah. um, even though it, it might be rather uncomfortable. Yeah. So I want to double tap on this points of tension. How has Men's Roundtable teachings just been formative for you as you've wrestled with tension in your life? Perhaps that's a great question. I think Men's Roundtable has given me a language to yep. think, yep. a language to process uh, tension at work, tension with my wife, tension with my kids. It's given me kind of a framework for how to think, uh, but mostly how to respond. Mm-hmm. How, all right, I'm an, authentic, I'm an authentic man. That's what God's called me to be. How am I supposed to respond in this moment? Uh, it may not be a response today. It could be tomorrow or a week from now, but just moving towards an uncomfortable thing mm-hmm. in my classroom, on the football field, with my kids, with my wife. Like, that is what I'm called to do. I'm mm-hmm. called to move towards this thing, lean into this thing in a position of humility and dependence, mm-hmm. not avoid, not run away, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm called to move in a posture of, of dependence. We've been in this new authentic manhood series. We've learned some new language that men are responsible for the people and the situations that God brings in their life, which means we move towards, we depend on. So as you think about tension, how do you process some of that stuff with that new language now that you've been given? One example that just happened this past week was I was in a conversation with my principal and um, and we have a great relationship. It's professional, but you know we can we joke. We have a good time. And I caught him on a bad day. Yeah. He was dealing and carrying some stuff that I didn't really understand or was aware about. And and I just operated as normal and didn't read him very well. And I just kind of popped off a joke or whatever. And 
and I saw his eyes. It was not received well. Yeah. And so for me, immediate attention as a result of my words, yeah. I caused this tension. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, well, he walks away. I walk away. I'm like, I feel terrible. All right, well, what am I going to do? I could just right, write it off. He had a bad day. You know, that's his fault. I'll be all right. It's just, okay, he'll be fine. Or, all right, that's an issue. Is tension. I'm called to be responsible for this so how do i respond well i might need to go apologize hey i've made too much of myself yeah. that was kind of arrogant you know i need to be more humble you know would you just you know forgive me for that kind of slick comment um i respect your position i appreciate you and um you know i'm sorry yeah so uh, kind of difficult for me i didn't want to yeah. go apologize but sure. that's i'm responsible for that if i felt the tension then i've got to go and and, and handle it. Yeah. You said earlier that God uses tension to get our attention. When did the light bulb start coming on for you? This series, the new authentic manhood series yeah. where Matt gives us the new definition for authentic manhood yeah. that we would be responsible for the people and the situations that God brings to us. For me, that moment right there. Really? I mean, I've been learning, I've been growing, I've been doing the things I feel like the Lord has worked in a mighty way in my life. But that definition right there just gave me a new set of lenses yeah. to see the people that God brings my way and the situations that I am put into. Yeah. So you've got tons of people in your life. You've got work. You have family. You have community group. How do you navigate through that during the day now? How do you take this language and just apply it? You know, I think it sounds like an easy answer, but just through humility and dependence. Yeah. If I was to pick up every issue that I notice, I'd never my day would never end. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, give me an example. Well, I mean, like, I have, you know, 60 kids that I see each day that I'm responsible for at, at any given time. And then, yeah. you know, you get to the football field, and you're, there's your position group, and then there's the rest of the team. And if I had tried to, you know, insert myself in every situation that I felt like God was bringing me to, like, oh, that would get crazy. Yeah. So for me, just to pray and ask God, well, God, would you just help me to know what what what, what you created me for yeah. today? What situation, what person are you bringing my way today? Yeah, uh, Just help me to see it. Help me to have my eyes open and my ears open. And just help me to know what that is. Yeah. So help me to know what to pick up, mm. essentially. Mm. And then probably more importantly is what do I just need to leave alone? What is not mine to own today? Mm. I may see something, but that's not that's not what God made me for today. That's so good. just just to to move in humility and dependence in that way, and just ask that the Lord would would lead in how and where I'm supposed to respond. Yeah, that's good. Well, share with us some of the insights that you've shared with me as it relates to the role that tension plays in being a community group leader. I think the first thing about being a community group leader is just the administrative duty. Uh, I mean, you've got to figure out the meeting time, uh, the location, who's yeah. going to bring snacks. You've got to check attendance. You've got to think about, well, where is this person? You know, i got to follow up with this person. Where were they? What's going on? Um, I mean, essentially, my role is to create, my, I should say, my wife and I, our role as partner in this leading community group is to create a healthy and consistent space yeah. for people to get to know each other, to love each other, 
ultimately so that we can grow closer in our relationship to the Lord. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's tension in all of that because, I mean, once you get, you know, child care nailed down, that's going to be an issue later on. Mm -hmm. You know, you might find the perfect house, but at some point that'll be a problem. So just there's tension in all of it. It's just consistent, like managing the administrative duties first would be our responsibility. Yeah. Just to go back and think about what we've just talked about, that God has used tension in my own life to bring me closer to who I am today. God has used tension in my life to bring me closer to Him today. And if that's the goal for our church, that we would become like disciples, Mm -hmm. that we would disciple each other, that we would grow closer to Jesus, then there's got to be a role of tension in in group. Mm -hmm. There's a purpose for tension in group. And so I'm learning more about my role as community group leader when I feel like God is moving to, in a way, apply tension in situations that I feel like God is calling me to do so. Mm. Do you ever create tension for the sake of doing it? (laughs) Well, I would rather not because that's uncomfortable. I mean, who likes tension? Nobody. That's not fun. That's not, I don't like that. But if there's a guy who needs a little bit of tension in the form of a question or, hey, I've noticed this, Mm -hmm. and it moves him closer to who God's made him to be, then let's go. Like that's the point yeah. of being an authentic man is to to lean on the Lord in doing so, but also, you know, kind of pushing him towards doing the same. Well let me tell you another story. Okay. Um so a year into group, um my wife and I, we we gather information, we talk to the ladies, I talk to the guys, we we kind of figure things out together and we can talk about situations in our group. So yeah. I learn, we learn over time that there's a there's a couple and the wife is she's become cr- incredibly controlling. Um the husband, the dad incredibly passive, right? So typical example, wife moves in and controls, um the man becomes passive and just kind of gives that responsibility away. And yeah. so um their marriage is is in a really difficult spot they've got kids you know they've got jobs and it's just affecting every part of their life and so all right as a community group leader what do you do yeah well first i don't know what to do (laughs) sure i don't have words for this yeah so to pray to be humble to be dependent lord i do not know what to say i don't know what to do would you give me the words is this even a thing that i should pick up for Mm -hmm. the next month or two to go to my campus pastor, our group life leader. Is this an issue that we need to lean into? Mm. What details do you know? How can you help me? Mm. Um, a lot just of questions. Lots of questions. And I'm just, you know, not alone. I'm not doing this by myself. So over time, it becomes apparent this is an issue that we need to move towards. It's something that God's given us to be responsible for. And so to sit down with a, in, a, in a conversation and talk to this guy, Hey, you've become irrelevant at home. Your kids don't listen to you. They don't respect you. Your wife makes every single decision. Is that okay with you? Hmm. How long can you go on like this? And I say that with so much confidence, but let me tell you how uncomfortable I felt in that moment. But to know I wasn't alone, to know that I had just 
the uh, the respect, the authority from our staff to go and do that. Yeah. Right? I've been encouraged to do it. Um, it's I mean it's empowering to know that I've been dependent on the Lord and He has given this to me to do. Yeah, has been. So you've been commissioned incredible. to do it. Exactly. It wasn't like you were a lone ranger going out doing a bunch of stuff. You had got wise counsel and prayed about it. And right. This yeah. is over the course of a couple of months. Sure. And so, you know, I'm not really responsible for his response. Mm-hmm. Like, I can pray about it. You're responsible to move towards him and encourage him to move. Right. And so the tension's on him now. Yeah. And so I'm grateful for that season. I'm grateful for being able to do that. But like, yeah. okay. I'm here to encourage him, to love, to to know him. But like, all right, what's he going to do with the tension? Yeah. How can God use that and work with it in his life? How have you seen tension benefit you in helping men move? Hmm. Well, I mean, this is most recent. So, like, a couple of examples. Say we're in a group for a year, and we've taken the time to get to know people and love people, and we've you know we've been through some things, and then. My wife and I, we talk about, you know, what the women are going through, the men are going through, just so we can kind of gauge the temperature of, yeah. you know, what's going on. And so, all right, so we learn about a couple, a newlywed, who, you know, through maybe COVID, somebody lost a job or got hours cut, right? Or we talk about being courageously generous, and there's tension there for them. Hmm. So we realize over time that they don't talk about their finances, hmm. right? We kind of put pieces together and realize that, they're not able to be generous because they don't really even talk about how they use their money. And so for us as a community group leader to recognize that and pray about it, all right, God, is this something that you would have us to speak to or yeah. to draw attention to? And if so, right, having the guts, but also just being humble and dependent on the Lord for creating the space to to call that out. Yeah. And that, hey, have you guys thought about this? Have you guys noticed this? Uh, we'd love to help talk through this or give you the resource or connect you with the right people. So to apply that tension on them mm. in hopes that they would move towards what God has called them to do, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a role of tension being kind of applied from our perspective that can yeah. be that can be healthy and a catalyst for movement. That's good. If there was a signature verse or verses that just help you think through some of this stuff, what would you share with us? For me, it is Nehemiah chapter 4. So in Nehemiah chapter 4, you see Nehemiah doing this just crazy act of building this wall. Um, and the whole process has been characterized by him being uncomfortable and his response uh, to the Lord. And it's one, and you can see it if you go read chapter 4, especially in verse 9, when he said, We prayed, hmm. and then we guarded the wall. In verse 14, he says, We remembered what the Lord had done, and hmm. then we went and fought. Yeah. And so, like all of that for Nehemiah, incredibly uncomfortable. Right? The tension for me as a leader on an issue that I don't feel comfortable talking about. Yeah. Right, I mean, so uncomfortable. But for me to respond in humility and dependence and then move towards somebody else um, in a way that's, you know, loving and encouraging, but also, hey, like, this is an issue that, you know, you kind of need to own. Like, this mm -hmm. is a big deal. For me to see Nehemiah respond in humility and dependence in something that God's calling him to do helps me think about my role mm. as a community group leader. Mm, that's good. 
I'm reminded um, this week I found myself reading Job. Job's blameless. He's responsible. He's committed to God, but he is tested and he experiences a ton of tension. And several situations happen to him where his farmlands are destroyed, his sheep and shepherds are killed, his uh, the production line, you know, the agricultural resources that he had were ruined. Like all of his family was killed, except his wife. And the first thing that he did was prayed. Mm. And I thought that was just real picturesque of what it means to be dependent. When you don't pray, there's no dependence. I mean, even earlier we started and you're like, hey, can I pray for us? And it's like, yes, you're depending on God to, to use this time. And so I think that that is very characteristic of someone that is dependent. And it just was something that I saw this week. And as I've been listening to you share challenges that you're having, tension moments that you're having, and hey, I've got to do this. And then you went and did it. And then there's a response from it. And there's like, well, we've got to see what's going to happen next. And, you know, you haven't given me all the details, but you've given me enough to understand that it is work. And so any other thoughts? Absolutely. I think, I mean, that right there, that I'm not alone. Yeah. I mean, for a community group leader, I mean, it can be a, in a way, a very lonely mm. spot because yeah. you're loving, you're trying to know, but you're also looking for opportunities to speak. You know, you might be saying the hard thing, yeah. and it's kind of a lonely spot in, in some cases. So mm-hmm. just to know that you're not alone, right? You've got staff, you've got group life pastors, your campus pastor who are there to give direction, to give encouragement. Um, and so, you I mean, just you're not alone. But, like, Stepping back from all this as a man, right? Like, that's what I'm called to do. Yeah. I'm called to move. I'm called to depend on the Lord and the other people that He's put kind of in this circle to help lead other people. But that's the game. Like, that's yeah. what God has called us to do. So, like, I want to be that authentic man. Yeah. Even as uncomfortable as it's going to be. Like, yeah. that's what God made me to be. I don't want to be anything else. Yeah. Because I know how that goes. Mm. I live that. I live that life, and that's not. That's not for me. Yeah, that's good. So, if you were a community group leader that had not experienced some of this, like, what would be some insights that you would want to tell yourself based off of what you, mm. you know, gleaned from this time? Well, I think first, just recognize what a rock star opportunity being a group leader is. Mm. I mean, it is all covered up in responsibility. Yeah. But the fact that a church, that God's people would have the respect and the knowledge of you to ask you to lead in a way, like, come on. Yeah. That is God's hand on your life. And so just don't forget that. Like, mm-hmm. you're doing God's work, and he is, he is working in you and through you mm-hmm. to grow his people. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That is awesome. Like, that's what I was created to do. Don't like don't forget that. It's yeah. a burden. It's a responsibility. It's a weight. Good. Yeah. That's what God's doing in your life. So don't forget that, James yeah. Farnham. Don't forget. Mm. I think the other thing that I would tell myself is you better not try to do this by yourself. Mm. Because that's my go to area of pride and self reliance yeah. is pull up my bootstraps. I'll figure this out. I got this. No, not even close. Yeah. Turns out I have to depend on my wife as she 
talks to those ladies, right? She is an important part in helping me understand where that guy's coming from. Yeah. I'm only getting half the story. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Right? But she is an important part of that. Um, there's group life staff, right, who are in, in position to help me work through some of this. Mm-hmm. So f- don't even think that you're there to do this alone. Yeah. In many ways, your job is to just is to connect the pieces of the puzzle um, and try to move things, move things forward. Yeah. So, you know, remember what your role is. Remember what you've been created for. You're not alone. And then to pray, just yeah. to be humble, yeah. to be dependent on the Lord for the thing that he's given you to do. Um, I think that for me has been the most critical because, I mean, I've given you an example of a situation, but could I tell you that there were 15 other situations mm-hmm. going on at the same time? Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't supposed to pick those up, yeah. right? And I feel like that was the Lord. Like, He gave me this thing for these couple of months. And at some point, it'll be time to let that go. Yeah. And whenever that is, like, I feel like God will tell me, and I'll, I'll pray about that. But I'll let that thing go. And you know what? He's going to bring me something else. Mm. And I need to pray about what that thing All right, God, what? What's the next thing? Mm-hmm. There's 10 other issues right now. Well, what's the thing that you want me to carry? Because I can't carry them all. But yeah. what's the one? What's the two that we can, that we as a couple, as a church, can move move towards as being responsible and dependent mm-hmm. on the Lord? Mm. That's good, James. Man, this has been good. I feel like this has been a really good interview. Is there anything else that you would want to leave with us? I'd just say, if you're a community group leader out there, what a blessing it is. For our church to have leaders who are willing to own the call of being an administrator and taking care of the details so yeah. that we can we can worship we can get to know we can speak we can love each other in a consistent and safe place yeah um i have changed my life has been changed through community with god's people mm. uh yeah there are going to be people that that don't get it there's going to be people in and out but God uses this model in his church and I'm I'm grateful for it. So I'm thankful for the people who are doing that actively. Yeah. And uh just as a word of encouragement, like lives can be changed through the Holy Spirit, through God's work, mm. and we get to be part of that. That's good. Well, James, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it, man. That's awesome. Thank you, Chris. It's been great. Yep. Well, as we wrap up today's conversation, I want to thank you for joining us. I want to encourage you as well to check out the study questions that our team has created for this episode. You can download this resource in the show notes. And once you access, consider sharing, listening, and then discussing the application, key ideas, and scripture references in a one-on-one conversation or with a group of men in the coming weeks. We hope this can be a tool for you to further discipleship conversations and opportunities in your life. You can also check out the Men's Roundtable teaching, learn more about Grace Church community groups, and the Nehemiah series James and I discussed by checking out the show notes as well. If you have questions or want us to discuss a topic on the Men at Grace podcast, email us at menatgrace at gracechurchsc.org. Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to joining you on the next episode.